you know, I've been pretty tough on the whole finance career thing, specifically investment bankers. And with this new show called Industry, I don't know if you've seen it, it's on HBO. But boy, oh boy, do they kind of highlight the insanity of what it is to work in those high paying finance jobs. The hours, the pressure to look better, the chalance attitude, nonchalance attitude and like the overwork lifestyle. Super critical of it. And to top it all off, when you actually put the hours to your pay, that high paying $150,000 job kind of comes out to $15 an hour. Really investment bankers, I was always kind of critical of. However, if someone was going to come to me today and say they're entering university or they're entering a part in their program where they can choose their career, I wouldn't be so sure to recommend finance. Honestly, I don't know if that is the best path. And I'm going to lay out some reasons why me as a finance professional, someone who's been doing it for around five years, I don't know if I would actually advocate for it. Hi, my name is Fly Stu. This is the Uneducated Investor Podcast. What a mouthful, eh? Feel free to leave a five-star review on iTunes because that's how we grow. And of course, subscribe and make it one of your regularly downloaded podcasts. We try to connect investing to pop culture and let's get better at investing together. I'm going to give you four, maybe five reasons. No, I'll say four reasons on why I don't think you should probably go into finance. I, I just don't think it's the most optimal idea. Now, number one, when I say the biggest companies, like what are going to be the biggest companies in the next five to 10 years, which companies come to your head? Facebook, Google, Shopify, Tesla. Now, how long of naming companies do you have to go until you actually end up at a finance company like a bank? See, back in the day, bankers were big time, right? High finance, rolling out mortgages, rolling out derivatives. But when it comes to the companies that are actually expected to grow, I mean, not a lot of people are talking about any of the big banks. And then how long does it take you to get excited about a fintech sort of new finance innovative company that has come up? Maybe you'll get one like Square, which is like the biggest one right now. Or maybe you'll get to one like PayPal, which I think literally they own each like PayPal and Square. But I could be wrong. Honestly, I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, it, it takes a while for you to get to a, one of these innovative finance companies. And even them, they're not as big as the big banks. So when it comes to if you're thinking thinking about career as just a, what kind of impact can I make? And two, what are my actual earning potential looking like? Is finance really it? I mean, literally, you have software engineers, four years, no master's degree, making one hundred fifty thousand to two hundred thousand in Silicon Valley. And that's just like a software engineer, right? And they're lurking, I guess, heavy hours, but nowhere, nothing like the pressures of investment banking and working, trying to get, you know, 
prepare materials for clients on a whim's notice. Nothing like that. And when we compare just, you know, the average software engineer out of Silicon Valley to the average finance person working in corporate finance or working like some sort of month end accounting role, I mean, it just seems from the pay scales, from the work experience, that the lifestyle that all of these people that are working in data jobs or data analyst jobs or software engineering jobs or computer science type roles, they're just living the life. Now, number two, of course, you know, I kind of said it, you know, spill the beans. Number one is the intense hours of finance for the most high paced jobs. It's just not worth it. You know, we people gravitate to finance usually for one reason and one reason alone. The money. Give me a degree that pays me money. And on paper, finance has always been that degree, right? You look at the Wall Street movies, right? You look at the Wolf of Wall Street beating his chest, and you're like, I want to make a ton of money. And then you look at the numbers and you see all these capital market type finance jobs, whether you're not working on the buy side or sell side, where you're working for private equity or venture capital, you're seeing these numbers and you're like, oh my God, you can make a ton of money, like 150000 after four years. However, let me tell you this, the hours are not worth it. When you look at the investment banking turnover rate, it's like upwards of like 80%. And most people go into these roles knowing that after two years, they're exiting, clean exit. The whole time you're in there, half your pays salary, like you're normally, you know, you make 75K, the other half is your, you know, your seeded capital, basically, your stock options that are vesting, basically, with the firm you're with. And that's how you get your other 70K. And they just hold it over your head the whole time, making it so hard to quit. But when it comes to working at any of these other companies, I mean, you'll see not even software engineers. You'll see like normal engineers come out their four years of university, no master's needed, no other accreditations like a CFA or CPA needed. And they're just coming out working 80K jobs, 100K jobs every year getting salary increases. And it's a very easy linear transition from what their pay is when they start, which is like 80K, to maybe by the time they're 40, making 200K with limited managerial experience. Number three, social life reputation. It is something nice to work in the financial realm. Now, of course, you work can work finance for a bank. You know, mostly they are ran by finance people, right? So that's where you, is where you assume you can get more the most money. But of course, you can work in the industry. Think about every single company you can name. If they're public, they need a large finance team. Who else is going to do those annual reports? Who else is going to make sure their month-end balance sheets are looking correct? And who else is going to make sure you they know what products are profitable? That's the finance guys, right? However, although it sounds nice to work for a bank, 
You know who else gets some real respect? If you're working for Facebook, Google, Apple, Tesla. I mean, you are on cutting edge. And of course, you know, people don't trust Facebook. But oh, man, it looks cool when you work for Amazon, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And of course, you know, people were anti Wall Street, but, you know, it comes in waves of these things. But it just seems now in the world that a lot of these tech jobs are actually gaining a lot of respect. And number four, I would say, is the promotion opportunity. You see, in the finance world, you know, the number four reason why, you know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend to be a finance professional is in the finance world. Promotions aren't necessarily guaranteed. What I mean by that is this. In finance, all your financial skills, you know, your Excel skills, your forecasting, your budgeting, your monthly reporting, um, you know, even presenting to executives. These are skills built upon on time and everyone in your cohort or everyone that's on your level or coming in your company is building these skills at the same time. Your skills are directly related to the role that you've been doing, right? And for you to get promoted, you have to show why you're worth more than someone else. It's very hard to justify a salary increase without taking on a new role, especially a more managerial role where you're managing other people. And to be qualified for those managerial roles, you essentially need to be more qualified than your peers. I mean, this is the traditional, of course, pyramid of the workplace, right? Now, compare that to more of the data analysts or data science jobs. You come in, maybe you're just an average business analyst. Maybe you're working in information securities. You come in and work in the workplace. And as soon as you're there, whatever your job is, whether it's working with big data and SQL, whether it's working with data visualization and Tableau, whatever your job or your role is, there is so many different avenues for you to specialize in, which help essentially back up the reason you should get a salary increase or promotion. You see, you come into a team with three business analysts, it's way easier to become the subject expert matter, uh, subject matter expert person on your team for the SQL or working with the large databases or the person who writes all the code through Pythoning. You see, it's very easy for you to go to LinkedIn Learning or Linda and take these courses and then apply it directly in your workplace. That way, when it comes up an opportunity for you to use these skills, you're now the expert of your team. And if your team ever decides to expand in that role, guess what? You're getting the promotion. And if not, you can use the skills that you've learned in your specific role, whether it's working with large data sets in these different programs. And another company that's trying to implement those sort of technological advances in their workplace will be super happy to hire you. You see, every finance person is very similar. They know all the very similar Excel skills. They've built the decks very similarly. 
So it's a bit harder to stand out. Whereas if you're in more of the data roles, it's a bit easier to specialize. And if you see a role in a specific company that you really want to do, well, guess what? You build three weeks of building skills for that role. You try to apply it to your current role in some fashion. And all of a sudden, it's a lot easier to justify you going from 100K to 130K or 130K to 160K. And you're not necessarily just depending on some sort of managerial type experience that you've accumulated. You see, if I had to guess three finance people versus three data analyst people, sure, the data analysts and finance ones may come out with the same income in the beginning, but five years from that point, 10 years from that point, I would guess that on average, the data analyst people, on average, they would be making higher incomes, where with the finance people, on average, maybe one or two of them got the promotions they needed, but the one was really just kind of stagnant in his role. Now, with all this being said, of course, you know, this is the Uneducated Investor Podcast. I'm into finance. Why am I still here? And that brings me to the reason why if you were considering finance, you should go into it. Because you love it. Because it just makes so much sense, right? You want to know about businesses, that's where you go. You go to the numbers, man, the finance. You want to know about net present values and how to say which capital projects you should approve. And you want to know how to invest your money and how to value a stock and discounted cash flows and all that jazz. That's why you go into finance, right? It's because you want to learn how to manage your personal finances and the basics of how to manage your wealth. That's why you go into finance. And even if your school doesn't directly teach you the skills on how to manage a portfolio, you can transfer those fundamentals of finance building blocks easily to your personal life the way I did. You know, it finance puts you in a very forecasting mindset. Okay, how much will this amount of money that I have today be worth if I make 7% a year on it? Finance kids got that concept very easy. Someone who doesn't study finance doesn't necessarily understand that 8% return a year is a phenomenal amount of money, especially if you have a lot of money to invest and reinvest every year. I hope that this could just open your eyes, open your fascinations a little bit. And I honestly see in the future, a lot of the smart kids that were going to go into finance, a lot of them are going to jump into the tech side. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor never stops learning. Let me know what you think. Are you on the finance bandwagon still? Do you think it's a great profession to take? Or are you kind of like me? And looking at what the tech people are getting paid, how they're getting promoted, the projects they get to work on, how their career advances, and saying, that is definitely the way to go, a thousand percent. To me, it's not even close. If you're even thinking, considering the both, do the tech one. You can learn finance on the side. You can learn it 
you know, in on YouTube, to be honest. And a lot of the stuff you want to learn, the personal finance stuff, you can learn it on YouTube. You can take a CFA, enter the CFA if you want later. But honestly, the tech stuff you learn at school and starting to get into one of those tech jobs early can set you up for life. And we, Flight Crew, got to take off. See you next time.